Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Podcast. My name is Matthew. I'm Cameron. And I am Peyton. And this week we are joined by a very special guest, Mr. Bill Colton. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, Matthew? I am I am doing fantastic. I'm super glad to sit here, talk to you guys about Jurassic Park. Um, so let's just go ahead and get right into it. We always have questions that we ask our new guests. So I'm going to ask you what your favorite book is, what your favorite movie is, your favorite video game, and your favorite TV show. Oh my gosh. Um, all right, well, I'm going to start with favorite TV show. Um, I love The Office. Can't go wrong. Um, I love the show Survivor. Not a lot of people watch it anymore, but it's a classic. Uh, favorite video game? Uh, I don't play a ton of video games. I had a Fortnite phase uh, for a while there. I don't know no one plays it anymore, uh, but I like that. And I've been playing a lot of chess. Um, I don't know. It's been picking up steam a little bit. A lot of kids at school try to challenge me. Um, favorite book? You think as an English teacher, I have like a bunch of favorites. Um, that's a tough one. I might have to hit pass on that one. And then favorite movie? I mean, this is all about Jurassic Park, so that's my top pick for favorite uh, franchise. Um, question about about your chess endeavors? Do you beat the kids when they challenge you? Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've lost yet to a student. That's what's up. Chess, I has you. chess has been really popular recently. A lot of people on Twitch play it. Like they stream them playing chess. A lot of right. people are into it. So it's weird how interesting they can make it. It's debatable. <laughs> I mean, even as someone who plays a little bit, I don't know. I don't like to watch it that much, but oh, I like to play fun. it. Throwing it back, whooping some ass like they did um in like the 1700s. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you guys came into the newspaper room, so there's a chessboard set up. There's a couple of kids who just want to play all the time. So I just have to tell them, you know, schoolwork first. But um, So, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned newspaper. You want to go ahead and just kind of tell us a little bit about, about what you do? Okay, so I'm an English teacher. But I also do the publications at Avon High School, where the three of these guys went. Uh, and I do the newspaper and yearbook there. Newspaper, six issues per year. We try to cover... I don't know, 30, 40 different things going on at the school. Um, yearbook, you know, it's been a little bit weird the past 18 months or whatever, but we're still trying to cover all the stuff happening. Uh, we still have a full yearbook that came out last year and this year. So, yeah, I don't know, it's a lot of fun. It's like one of those team-type classes, uh, but it's maybe less competitive than a, you know, a sport, but we still have a lot of, you know, everyone's got to be on the same page. Everyone has to cheer each other on and stuff. So it's a it's a cool class, both of them. Yeah, and you uh, you graduated from Ball State. You're representing. Yes, yes, sir. Full Ball State squad. So I don't know how you did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna be talking about Jurassic Park this week. We're talking franchise. Um. So, Bill, I'm gonna go ahead. That oh god, that's so weird to say. <laughs> Colton I'm going to just call William. you Colton. That's fine, I'm Colton. Call- that's fine. Will oh, I am. Will I am. All right, so Colton, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions about, about the franchise. So okay. this is, you said this is your favorite franchise, like, ever, basically. I mean, it's it's up there. Um, if up I there. had to list all my favorite movies, it's going to be, you know, probably the first one, the original, is going to be in the top five. Uh, mm-hmm. And I really liked the fourth one, too. 
I think it's called uh, Jurassic World. That one's got to be in yeah. the top, maybe top 15. Yeah. So uh, when was the first time that you watched Jurassic Park? Did you get to go see that in theaters? Um, I definitely saw The Lost World, the second one in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, I might have been like too young to see it in theaters. I don't know. But I watched it pretty early on, you know, pretty early on after these movies came out. So what was it like? Because, you know, there haven't, there, there's not a lot of uh, movies like that uh, when it came out. And it was really for its day and even now technologically advanced uh, with its visual effects. So what was that like just seeing that for the first time, even if you didn't experience it in the theater? Oh, yeah, man, it was awesome. I mean, the the graphics, the CGI, whatever you want to call it, was was state of the art at the time. And I mean, that makes the experience if it's if it's realistic, which it's hard to do for dinosaurs. So, I mean, you're talking about uh, a franchise that is just as famous for what it did technologically as it is for the entertainment and the the plot and all that stuff. So it was, yeah, it was just amazing to see it because, you know, to, at, at this point, 2021, all the movies are going to look amazing. But when these first came out, they were doing things that no one else was doing. So very, very cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And they still look yeah, good. Yeah. No, for sure. They hold up very well. Yeah, we, um, my family and I watched it last night because I wanted to watch the original one again before we talked about it. And it's just crazy to see to see how well it holds up. And honestly, I would argue that that film had as much of an impact as Star Wars did with the way that they did visual effects, you know, blending CGI and animatronics to kind of do like seamless production. And it really, you know, um, I know a lot of inspiration was drawn from James Cameron's Terminator 2 when they did CGI characters and stuff like that. Uh, they was they were able to build off of that for um, for Jurassic Park, so it's just kind of crazy to see, you know, these huge movies that have turned to franchises that have just completely redefined media and like the way that we do our own um, effects and stuff like that. Yeah, I think we were in a dark age for a little while there, because for a while CGI was not good enough to be by itself. It needed the animatronics and like the puppets and stuff, and for a minute they thought that they didn't. And now it's pretty good, and they're actually getting back into using a lot of practical effects, which I like. I think it looks better. It holds up a lot more, and you can tell with these movies. Like, I'll look it up now while we're talking, but um, the Scorpion King, the mummy movie, if you've seen that, that movie needed some puppets or something. They, It was it needed, bad. It needed some help, that's for um, sure. But, yeah, I think that this was the start, or, like, during the very good age with special effects and then we Mm -hmm. took a bit of a dip and i think we're coming back with a lot of the the cool stuff that they've been doing for like the mandalorian and um the stuff that they did for the newest star wars where they had a lot of practical mixed with the the cgi so yeah well part of it too is i mean who directed it spielberg you know what i'm saying like like the director plays a big part in that now i don't think spielberg was actually a big director at this point though I'm pretty sure this was one of his... I don't know, actually, you guys got to fact-check me on this. But anyway, uh, Spielberg was going to make sure this movie looked amazing. And you know, during the production of the first movie, there were things he wasn't happy with. They went back and did things all over again. So, you know, that's what makes uh, Spielberg who he is. Mm -hmm. I mean, he bought the rights to the film, or to, like, the book before it even published. He was like, "We we have to make this... So it shows a lot of the dedication that he kind of put into it. And it's like, you know, everything, everything looks perfect. Um, it's crazy. And 
I, I know that he's he had done a couple of films like he done like Close Encounters and ET and Indiana Jones, but I think this is like one of the like his biggest ones and, and Jaws. Um and I think that even just his experience with all those really helped get him to being in a perfect position to doing Jurassic Park because, you know, with Jaws they worked with that animatronic shark all the time and so, you know, they were used to used to that on this on this set. Um But yeah, no, it, it's cool to see just how, how much dedication that he had to this film and wanting to make it look perfect and as realistic as we we think dinosaurs look i think that is a, a a good place to jump to um i think jurassic park did like not only was it a great movie and they did great things for um other movies like that and directing and uh, the special effects but they did like everything for dinosaurs i think that i read somewhere that the velociraptor like wasn't even a thing they just kind of made that up for the movie and that's just like a household name for a dinosaur like that's just one of the top ones that comes to your mind. Just it, it had a huge uh, impact on everybody. I know I obviously none of us were kicking besides old man Bill when the uh, <laughs> first one came out. But I like have vivid memories of me like in my parents bed. I close the curtains and I'm just watching dinosaurs on the TV. And that was a huge reason why I love them so much and why these movies are just so much fun. I have to really agree because I think it's also something that's super interesting that Matt brought up where it was the, uh, like it was around when Star Wars was coming out, it was starting to like show the, that like films could be done a certain way and they could like use both of the best of both worlds type of thing where like you just need to find the right harmony for everything. And the other thing I think with Spielberg being the one to direct it as, I mean, he kind of had already it was more than he'd gotten his feet wet he'd gotten his name out there pretty well because i mean he had already done two three indiana jones maybe even the f yeah he had already done three indiana jones i mean he had done et which i mean those now are classics they're gonna be timeless and it's it's really impressive to think of like everything behind what he's done because like like Peyton was said, he made he they had to make stuff up in order to make that sure that it would even fit within the world or even help pertain to the story. And I just think that at a certain at a certain level, his creativity is what helped drive the industry into where it is today, because now people can create different things. I mean, Favreau's talked about how John Favreau's talked about how he has used Spielberg as an inspiration because he wants to look at things like that and he wants to be able to find those creative solutions. Obviously, John mm -hmm. Favreau also worked closely with George Lucas and like has t taken the mantle in a certain sense, and he's gotten a lot. He's gotten a lot of direction from George Lucas in that sense as well because he is taking over what was George Lucas's baby. But it's hard to look at them as individual projects in a sense. It's it's the same kind of community where it's that that sci-fi, that real, that we want to watch this for everything. And I think that's super interesting. Um, so before we dive into like the individual films and kind of get into those and, and talk about what we like and dislike and whatnot, um, I got to know, what, what are you guys' favorite dinosaurs? The Velociraptor. Uh, <laughs> Heck yeah, I don't care if it's real or not. It's awesome. Well, it is real. They, um, I mean, they, they found skeletons. I remember there was something where, where Scooper, one of them 10 feet tall. I think they and were like, actually just smaller in, in real life, right? 
Yeah, he went at 10 feet tall, and then they were like, no, they were smaller in real life, and they ended up finding one that was 10 feet tall, like, during production or something. Like, they they uncovered one, which was, like, just kind of ironic. <laughs> they planted them. Uh, all right, Sam. <laughs> calm oh, down. my gosh. No, I'm serious. So much of what we know about dinosaurs is made up anyways. There's no way they looked like that. I, I don't care. We don't know what if they had any actual color. We don't know if, like, everything was, yeah. They had okay, feathers. I was going to bring up the feathers. So that's something that several... Yeah. I don't know, it's, I guess, a little popular now among the scientists that the dinosaurs had feathers. But back in 93, this was like a fringe theory. And so someone brought it to Spielberg, and he's like, nah, we're, we're not going to put feathers on our dinosaurs, which is a great decision. Can you imagine? Yeah, I'm a... They look like birds I'm running like around everywhere. It'd be terrible. I think they were birds. That's why I, I, I'm a feather person. <laughs> I don't know that it would have looked great in the movie. They definitely right. wouldn't have been as scary. It wouldn't have had the same effect. Yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of like it's it's kind of like the scales are definitely aimed more towards a cinematic approach. But like, I mean, both can make sense in a certain degree. Like, the feathers can make sense because everyone wants to say a chicken is the closest thing to a dinosaur. But like at the same time, like people also argue the same thing with like what lizards and like little snakes and I don't stuff. Know. And it's like, not just oh, what they say; it's, it's real. Like, I don't know. It's real. See, but you don't have proof of that. I could I could bring up the fact that like people think that dragons were real because no full like skeleton has ever been discovered of a dinosaur. We're not talking about the same thing. <laughs> How is that not the same thing? I don't have proof because I'm not a scientist. Somebody has proof. Oh, I don't have it with me. Is that is that what it is? Yeah. Left that at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so regardless of what they really looked like. At least from the film and any sort of like other knowledge you have, what's your favorite dinosaur? How to go with the chicken? Oh my god, get out of this! No, I think that um, the uh, spinosaur is that what it's called? The one in the third movie. Oh, the spinosaur. Yeah, Yeah. I like that one. That one's super cool. That thing on its back, super bomb. And then um, you can't go wrong with the T Rex. I was thinking about it while I was watching the seven minute recap by um, IGN before I did this. I had to read up on the movies. Um, I was like, sorry, this isn't super related, but like that dude is an anti-hero in like all those movies. And I, I'm sticking by that. He's like never really the bad guy. He's always there. He kills like all of the dinosaurs that ever pose a problem, right? What's he do? What's he do in um, Jurassic World? He kills the bad one. He feeds it to the big thing. What uh, in the first movie? The Mosasaurus. He eats the raptor right before it eats the kid. I don't know. He's an antihero. He's awesome. He also eats all the bad guys. Yeah, he's awesome. I'm always rooting for him. I had the. Uh, I can't wait for you to yell at me here in a second. I had I had the urge just to stop you in the middle and, and tell you to start calling them she because all the dinosaurs are girls. You're right, but I don't. They mate. It's a gray area. Spielberg didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> Life finds a way. Okay. That's so cheap. That's so cheap. Go, all right. You, you know, know, go to Michael, Michael Crichton's grave good, and spin on it for it's that. It's a beautiful a line. It's just line. cheap. It's just cheap. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how to explain this, so the scientist is going to say, mm, it just happened. No. They changed their, they changed their they, gender in the same I mean, sex they, environment because of the frog DNA. Exactly. They kind of explained it. Okay. Maybe I was just being sexist because he's big. The dinosaur. <laughs> the T-Rex. It. She. We don't it doesn't know the matter. Pronouns, so we should doesn't just matter. say that. We can't ask it. All right. 
Uh, mine would probably be the Mosasaurus, just because, like we talked about, it looks like a giant shark, and I'm I'm a big fan of that. It's like a shark yeah. and a shark and a oh my gosh, alligator. That's the word. A shark and an alligator hybrid. I think that's super neat. I think it is a massive like force to be re- reckoned with. I mean, that's the thing that they're scared of in the first. Um, what is it? Is it at the beginning of the first, or is it at the beginning of the second uh, Jurassic World? Where it's like they're, and they're uh, the, they're like the submarine you know thing about? in the second one. That's when it pops that's out. That's one. what it is. The second one. That's the thing that like kind of like spawned that. I mean, like you said, the T Rex threw the Indominus to the Mosasaurus, and it's just like that was fantastic. She's the I hero. Mean, She's the hero. It was like the. It's like what is the, Free Willy? Like did the little jump at the end and everything. It was beautiful. <sighs> Yeah, I um I love Velociraptors and they're super cool. And then the Spinosaurus is just awesome. I was talking to my dad about that today and he's like, Yeah, you've always you've always liked the Spinosaurus, so that's a classic. I was a huge dinosaur kid. I actually wanted to be a paleontologist when I was growing up. Like that was my obsession. I knew everything about dinosaurs. Like it was crazy. I had books and puzzles and like games and everything. And then I was like, Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. But that's what I wanted as a kid. That's then pretty cool. Then you found out they weren't real. Yeah, Sam. At least you didn't like real. get a degree in it. Just I mean, Matthew, we real. need documentaries about these topics. You could always be a, you know, filmmaker, take it to the masses. Yeah. You you make your own docu series about them. That'd be so cool. Uncover the truth about dinosaurs and if they were real or not. I'll get I'll get Peyton along, so all he can do is just sit there and uh, say the other side the entire time. I'm just, just gonna plant talk fake about skeletons feathers. everywhere, so your team <laughs> digs them up. Yeah, oh, there's <laughs> fingerprints all over that. Somebody put them there. But it was me. Colton, you like the uh, Velociraptor? You like any of the other ones? I mean, yeah, the classics. Top, you know, you got the the Brontosaurus, which I guess is called a Brachiosaurus or something. And then the uh, um, the one that looks I don't know, like a rhino or something. What's that one called? Yeah, the Triceratops. Yeah. Yeah, those slap. Yeah. Those are some of my favorites. Because those, those are like the classic ones you grow up as a kid seeing. You like those are the ones in the cartoons and stuff. Mm-hmm. So does. I think also that the... all of the dinosaurs that they make into chicken nuggets are. Um, those are contenders for top dinosaurs. We didn't talk about. Okay, Pteranodon. Are those different? Are those different animals? Yeah, they both look the same. I don't know. In the movies, as growing up, I always called them pterodactyls. Because that's mm-hmm. you learn like the silent P. It's a it's horrible spelling. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves it. I think Pteranodon also has a P. Actually, now that I'm talking about it, mm-hmm. Pteranodon does have a P. It well. does. But I I never called them that growing up, and I don't know if they're different. I'm gonna go with they're not different. They are. Okay, they're both flying. Have weird triangle heads. The correct answer is a pterodactyl is a type of pterodactyl, but not all pterodactyls are a pteranodon. It says. Oh no. That is annoying. Mm. So there's no telling what the chicken nugget is. I guess that's true. Just as pteranodons are typically bigger. I think but chicken we don't nuggets have full, are awesome. We don't have full... <laughs> whatever. I'm going to look up a dinosaur uh, dictionary. want to learn about dinosaurs dinosaur while we're doing this. Oh, sure. Um, okay, let's go ahead and get into the films. Um, I mean, I guess we'll just go ahead and go to the class. Like, which, which one is your favorite and, and why? Because... 
I, I kind of thought everybody else was the original, and I found out yesterday that Noah's is Jurassic Park 3. So, love to hear what you guys um, think. I like the oh, first the one, other. and then the the fourth one. So, the first one, you know, it, the first movie's always, mm-hmm. always the best, or at least the most iconic. But the fourth one, I mean, part yeah. of what made the fourth one great was, like, it was a nostalgia trip. You know, it had, it was a trip down memory lane. The park is reopened. Like, the way that movie... I don't know. It just it just brought all of the the memories back back to the table. So plus you had um, who's the actor in it? Chris Pratt. Yeah, I mean that was that was major. Chris Pratt. Um, yeah. It was you know a, a modern hit. Okay, it had everything. It had action. It had a little more humor. I would say. Um, it had all the throwbacks. So you know if if it's not number one, it's number four for me. Yeah, that was an awesome movie experience, seeing that. That was like the first time I got to see Jurassic Park in theaters. Sam. Cameron, what about you? Um, I I would probably say the first one as well, but if it wasn't the first one, I'd actually say it's the fifth one for me, just because I liked, I liked how different the story was in the fifth one, just because it kind of focused on something... Like, it's don't get me wrong, it still had great dinosaurs. I thought the... I thought like the what was it? It was like the it was like a fashion show of dinosaurs almost. It was so it was such a cool thought process because I was like that is both so degrading for the animal, but it's also so I guess realistic in a sense because like you had the rich you had the rich folks that were like trying to buy them just like as pets for their kids, and then you also had the same people that were like warlords trying to get like warriors basically, and like. It was, it was kind of. I was like, okay. It was, it was that whole classic trope of like, this says a lot about society, and like, I thought it was just super neat to see that. Um, I actually got to go to the drive-in two or three years ago. They did a, they just showed the first three films in order. I fell asleep during the second one. I'm not gonna pretend. I was also very tired um, because the first one didn't end until like about. 11 or 11 30 and i i was awake for all of the third one though um but yeah no i'd probably say it's gonna be the first or the or the most recent one for me just because of what i've already said okay let me paint you a scene and you'll tell me what movie it's on they're in they're in a plane right and it's like tipped over and they're all fallen that's all i can do for you dinosaurs tipping the plane over it's like hanging by some vines they're all falling to the front of the plane. Jurassic Park 3. Um, is that the movie it's in? <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I assume so. I remember them being, being in the did plane you, at the beginning. Did you try uh-huh. Googling that? Did you see if Here's the plane deal. tipping worked? I don't know. Probably. Anyways, when I think of Jurassic Park, for whatever reason, that's all I think of is that scene where they're falling in that plane. I don't know that that's necessarily my favorite. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with the first one, but I think that's kind of a cop-out answer. It um, is Jurassic Park 3. Just so that's the most yeah, iconic so scene three. to you awesome in all the movies? Really ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, for whatever reason. Is... But it's weird because when I imagine that scene, the uh, Malcolm's daughter from the second movie is in that scene. But she's not. I'm just making it up. It also says the, it also says the Spinosaur is the one that is destroying the plane. Did I, I didn't say a dinosaur. No, you did I didn't. said a dinosaur. I just, yeah. Um, anyways, we have this long-running thing where I just don't have long-term memory. 
So that that's part of it. I just remember a lot of parts of them, and then they like, in my mind, there's one Jurassic Park movie. That's fair, and it's awesome. It'd be a great movie. I'll be real. Well, I mean, there is the part in the second one where they have the baby T-Rex in the vehicle with them, and then the mom is looking for it, and it tips it over, and they're all falling in the hmm. like the car too, and that's where Malcolm's right. daughter is for sure. So maybe interesting. Maybe you're getting maybe I'm just throwing a plane together. into it for no reason. <laughs> maybe it is that scene. Because I was also thinking of Baby T-Rex. It's the second movie. Yeah. Boom. Gotcha. Glad we got there. Yeah. I definitely like the first one the around. most. <laughs> I like the first one the most. I, for some reason, I really just like, I also think of um, The Lost World when I think of Jurassic Park. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite, but there's something about having the baby T-Rex in there and the mom coming in looking for it. That always just like screams Jurassic Park for me. But I don't know, probably the first one and then... Jurassic World. I also just love Chris Pratt. And I that was such a cool movie experience able to go and like it's not you know, it's not equivalent to how my parents saw it in the theaters because obviously like that was brand new technology and everything, but it was like, you know, kind of my own version. Like, you know, my parents saw Star Wars in theaters and I saw The Force Awakens. Sort of something like that. So it's just nice to be like part of the new generation that sees this new thing that's being taken from an original series that I really loved. But it's not the it's not like a direct comparison of like being able to appreciate something but it's still such like you have such a deep appreciation for something that was so appreciated in its time as well right that kind of Mm -hmm. that kind of feeling okay so i think it's really interesting what the franchise is doing right now because i mean they've They've kind of had the same movie for the last couple movies you know people go to a park it seems super awesome boom dinosaurs uh, first it's the oohs and the ahs, and then and then it's the running and the screaming, um, and then you know in in the most recent one, uh, Fallen Kingdom, it, all the dinosaurs that were captured from East Nublar, they get off and they can just roam around the United States now, um, and we see a little bit of this in Universal actually released a ten minute video called Battle at Big Rock. Um, it came out I think a year ago, maybe two years 2019. ago. Twenty nineteen. 2019 okay so two years ago it came out after um fallen kingdom and it was just you know about a family going camping and then boom dinosaurs show up and i think it's gonna be really interesting to see in dominion which is the one that's coming out next year um just seeing you know actually it taking the namesake of jurassic world you know we've seen jurassic park they've always been in the parks but now they really are in like the united states they're just going wherever they want taking back you know the land that used to be theirs um I mean, there's not much we can really speculate about, but I'm, I really appreciate the fact that they're taking a different turn at it. You know, I feel like Fallen Kingdom was completely different than the other ones, and that paid off, and I hope that Dominion does the same thing. It's kind of supposed to be like the end game of Jurassic Park franchise. They're having, like, all the people come back. I know all the people from the original series that are still alive are supposed to be making some sort of reappearance. So it is the announced finale? Basically, yeah. I think that, I mean, I don't know if they've actually said, like, oh, this is the finale, but they're like, oh, yeah, you know... Grant's coming back, okay. Tyler's coming back, Malcolm's back, everybody, everybody's back for one last hoorah, and I think, I think it'll be something special, because it, you know, kind of like what the new Star Wars movies have done, it, you know, it takes the original, you know, fans and the fans from now, and, you know, you can all have a shared experience of seeing the franchise, like, wrapped up. Hopefully it's just less divisive than the Star Wars franchise, because we have too many franchises that the fans are each other's throats, <laughs> let's let Jurassic Park people just be like, yeah, big dinosaur, let's go, I love it. Dinosaur fight. Dinosaur fight. They should fight more. I think they if should. they make a if they make a seventh one, I don't want people. What on. about other animals? 
What about they like, just want to see the lives like of them lions? Yeah, there versus... can be other animals. Jurassic, you can't have a Jurassic Park movie th- without like a. Do you goat. think we'll see a lion that's fighting a dinosaur or like a? Did we? We saw a part of that in a in this most oh, recent movie. Where There's the a lion clip. was like on the he was on the the rock. dinosaurs barking mm-hmm. at the the dragon. They're the like dragon. on the rock. They're on a rock barking at each other. So we probably will see some sort of, like, to show how powerful these dinosaurs are, right? One of them's going to take out an elephant or some massively violent creature that we're familiar with. Okay. Something. I want to see a jaguar go against a velociraptor. I want to see them incorporate the megalodon somehow. Like, it was constant. It was still alive at the bottom of the ocean, you know? Really feed into those... Theorists. It eats the Mosasaurus. No, the That's Mosasaurus would up. win that fight totally. I don't know. All I know is that they don't make animals like they used to. That's true. Mm-mm. Need to fix the patches. Yeah. They made them little, and they made them think, and it's horrible. I would give up all of my brain power to be bigger, and have bigger <laughs> teeth, and fight other creatures. Is that all you Take me back. Take me back. Peyton, I think we could actually make that happen if you're really willing to sacrifice. You think so? Oh, yeah. There's probably some, like, rich rich person who will just turn me into some creature. I'll who do it. I would love to experiment with that. I'll take that bullet for you guys. So, Peyton, you want to be kind of like a uh, cyborg, part you, part something? I don't want any me. What about your soul? Do you want your consciousness? Just leave leave the part of me that is going to appreciate it. Because if I'm a dinosaur, I want to have fun. So leave that bit of me. It's probably less fun than you think, though. I can't imagine it would be. They don't have thumbs. You don't need <laughs> What's the point they of barely, thumbs if I got big mouth and teeth? T-Rex barely has arms. And that dude is still the protagonist of all the movies. So. Oh, so now he's the protagonist, huh? <laughs> he's working his way up. Wow, still calling it eBay. <laughs> well, it'll be me. <clears throat> okay. Now it makes sense. Gotcha. Full circle. Um, so with, with the new movies, what do you guys think of them making up the new dinosaurs? Because we talked about this a little bit earlier today and how it kind of like, it plays into a lot of what we're seeing today with like big corporations, but also, you know, they're trying to introduce cool things. Colton, I can see you shaking I'm just going head. back and forth on yeah. it. I mean, I guess... You need a new idea, right, to make a new movie. Uh, that's what they went with. I mean, I guess it was... I think it was done well. Was that just in the fifth movie? Or did they do that in the... F- they did in both of them. They did Indominus okay. Rex and then... Yeah, I mean... It seems a little silly. Like... Like, if this were, were real... Obviously, you guys are going to laugh at me for saying it. it didn't seem realistic. But, like, we want to see the dinosaurs that actually existed on Earth. We don't want to see... You know, I'm, I'm talking about if, if Jurassic Park was a real park. I want to see the dinosaurs that actually roam the earth. I don't care what you can cook up in a lab. That's me personally. But, you know, you as a making a movie, okay, you got to entertain the audience. If the best way to do that is to make an even scarier T-Rex, okay. Yeah, because they do mention, you know, kids have been growing up seeing dinosaurs now. And it's just normal seeing, like, a horse or, or a rhino or whatever in, in the zoo. And so now they're like, all right, we got to do something that's cooler. Yeah, that's a cop-out, though. That's what the writer puts in to justify the decision. But no, you're never... Zoo, 
I think that's zoos are still society. popular. Okay, <laughs> zoos are still popular, and they've had the same elephant there for forty years. Okay, dinosaur. What percentage of of people actually got to see the dinosaur in person at Jurassic Park? Very few, because you got to be rich to even get to this park. No, yeah, that too. That too. So though that was such a such a cop out explanation. Oh, everyone's bored of dinosaurs. Nah. I just where were you a, a few mo- a few minutes ago when I called life finds a way a cop out life finds a way where were you I don't know actually I said that was a wh- cop out so what is that used to justify that they actually grew it it's that the females are the all female dinosaurs are still producing eggs it's also used to uh, like they're saying that like they will end up making their own. Like no, none of not all of the dinosaurs will be, like genetically bred in their lab to be all female. Like they are going to find a way to make it to where like, it happens naturally. Okay. Basically. Yeah, that's kind of silly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I take that quote to almost be bigger than that scene though, because that quote's used a lot, right, in the promotion and the trailer and stuff. Mm-hmm. I almost take that to represent that they kind of brought him back from the dead. You know what I'm saying? From this little piece of amber. So. We didn't have to get into it. I was just curious. I was making faces as you talked about. Yeah, I mean, every movie is going to have, you know, the writers have to try to make it believable to the audience. And there's going to be a few things where some audience members, Peyton, are too smart for what they come up with. (laughs) Thank you. I don't get enough of that on the podcast. Well, that's that's really what it comes down to. I mean, because he gives himself Matthew, you're advice. you're going to be a scriptwriter, right? That's what I want. Yeah, to be. I don't that's know about writer. you other guys, but like, you got to decide what. Like, like you're going to have to scam the audience somehow, and you have to and you have yeah. to do your best to get enough people to buy it. So. Mm-hmm. I'm majoring in directing right now, and I I understand where you're coming from. It's the whole, like, you've got to please the masses, in a sense, which, to a degree, is where I was talking about earlier, where it's like kind of like that whole corporate nonsense, where it's like they're doing whatever they can to get a buck. Like, if this is an amusement park. This is a business adventure for them. This is mm-hmm. not life in their hands to them. So that's the whole that's why matthew laughingly said uh this says a lot about society because i made that joke in the car about how i think it genuinely does say a lot about society because that's exactly what people would do because people are never they're never happy anymore (laughs) that was our whole argument about like that was our whole argument last episode no one's ever happy with what they've got now and it's just frustrating because i am totally on board with you colton where it's they have they have dinosaurs they have everything that you grew up wanting to see as a kid why do they need anything new to me they don't but few blokes to the left who have way too much money oh something new please i'd love to see something different this isn't cool enough for me like that kind of mentality and that's gonna that's sadly kind of what rules the world and that's why we were saying that reflects in our society I think that at a certain point you got to make new dinosaurs because you can. And there's only the unfortunate thing about dinosaurs is that 
if they were real, they died a long time ago. So they're, they don't come out with new dinosaurs. So at a certain point in you hosting this park, you're going to run out of dinosaurs to put in it. You will have brought back all the ones that anyone cares about. And, you know, a few generations down the line, it'll it'll be just like an elephant. You'll you'll go, you'll be like, okay, I saw that when I was younger. It's just a blah, 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 saurus, whatever. I feel like at a certain point, you kind of need something crazy. You're like, wow, that looks like it could rip my face off. And I didn't see that last time I was here. Okay, so if they got the technology to make these super dinosaurs, they could do the same thing to a pig, right? To a lion, to a goat. Yeah, and I okay. would want them to. Pig 2.0. And you have a hat. Yeah, I mean, at the point you can do that, you could probably yeah. do this to humans too, right? I would assume so. I mean, they cloned the they cloned the one. That was very it. weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they that was very weird. Into that, that's beautiful. Yeah. That. That was a good segue. That was in the most recent one, right? That was kind yeah. of a yeah. cool yeah. twist, wasn't it? A twist, although you might have caught on earlier on. Like, wasn't it revealed near the end? I didn't catch it till the end okay. when they said it. I, I kind of was getting a feeling that something like that had happened. I didn't think that it would be that abrupt or that it would be that specific thing, but you get you kind of get the feeling that, like, something sketchy is going on and yeah. you can't tell what. But, yeah. I feel, I feel kind of stupid because there's a point where she pulls out a picture and it's, is it her caregiver or, like, her grandma? It's somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of them younger with what is seemingly her, like the same actress. So in my head, I'm just like, wow, she looks a lot like her mom. And I really, I feel like an <laughs> idiot because it was clearly the same person. And my mom even said something. She was like, ah, oh, she looks, I wonder if she's like, alone. I'm like, mom, you are so goofy. They just, uh, they wanted her mom to look just like her. They've been making comments about it this whole movie. You're wrong. And Lisa got the last laugh on that one. Good job, Lisa. God bless um, her. So I did have two things I kind of wanted to go into. Um, we, I guess we kind of touched on it, right? Just like the fact that if Jurassic Park was real, this is how people would act. We see it in every single movie where the corporations just want to bring it back, you know, to make money. And that's what happens, you know, at the end of the second one, why the dinosaur goes into San Francisco and why they get out, um, you know, in the other films. And we see that, you know, across the board and other, even like the Alien franchise. The corporation just want to bring back the alien. So it's like, you know, I don't feel like it's too unrealistic to say that that's something that actually happened. Um, but the thing I really want to bring up was the music for Jurassic Park. Um, we haven't ever really, like, gone too much into film scores, but I think that, like, the Jurassic Park theme is just so iconic. You hear that, and you instantly know, like, what's going on. And I, I know John Williams has talked about how he wanted to be, you know, mystical and beautiful and you know full of wonder and imagination and then boom it gets scary you know you can, you can just take it down a key or you can you know hear the it's like a long song so you know you get to a different segment of it and it's like oh this is a little more you know on the edge and i think that you know star wars did something huge for visual effects and film scores and jurassic park really followed the exact same way i know i've talked to you about it where uh the theme song is my favorite when it comes to like putting it in a minor Mm-hmm. I think that the way that it goes from that wonder and excitement to like this eerie, um, there's this creature four feet away from me that wants to eat me. It just, it changes so fast. And I think that the way that he was able to do that is beautiful. Um, it's, it's so iconic and it's very powerful. It just goes to show how 
amazing music can be in movies and how how much of a tool it is at the director's disposal to storytelling. Yeah, I don't have much to say except super iconic and just like, man, gets you going. Like, like, you, like when you're watching the trailer, like you know it's coming at some point. I don't know. Sometimes they'll withhold it till the end, but it's like when you when you hear it, it's just like all of a sudden, boom. You know, you're back into it. You just automatically visualize some of the stuff. You feel some of those scenes come back to you. So, yeah, man, all time, awesome, awesome. Uh, you know that main. Ten, to me, it's like the main ten seconds of it. I don't know the whole song mm-hmm. like you guys are talking about, but the main part, yeah, it hits pretty hard. I totally agree. Um, you guys talking about the taking it down a key, all the memories that come back from it, and then like even putting it in minor. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like you you don't really appreciate how powerful like a certain theme song can be. Like, I mean, obviously you're going to like change different parts of it for different things. And like, I mean, I think this, the Dominion, I read earlier, it was classified now as a science thriller, which is kind of making me think it's going to be closer to like an alien type vibe where it's going to kind of lean into that scary horror which would be super interesting where they would totally take it down a key or put it back into the minor but i have to i have to say like it's just i totally agree with everything colton just said because it's just it brings you to that spot where it's like that raw emotion of like i'm about to see something fantastic like this is something this is going to be so cool and like I mean, there are those movies where it's like, oh, this is going to be something, like, dumb, cheesy, throwaway. But, like, this is... These are the movies where it's like, it doesn't matter if you don't like the story. It doesn't matter if you don't like certain parts of the plot or whatever. It's just, this is going to be so compelling regardless of what's going to happen. And, like, the music helps it. It's nothing... It's not needed, but it is such a good, I guess, bonus for the audience. And it's just... It's incredibly powerful, and I can't wait to see what they're gonna do. Because I mean, it's gonna be in the new, the next movie. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally necessary at this point. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guy who composes the music for this Jurassic World trilogy, uh, he made a post on Instagram the other day. He's actually started writing the music for it, so they are in like a good stage of post production right now. So. I'm hoping we get a trailer soon. That'd be super cool. Um, it's supposed it's slated for 2022. I'm assuming summer. Like these are summer movies in my brain. Like yeah. I think Jurassic Park. I'm like you know, summer. Like you know, good weather, good times. It, it just always me. And I I went to the drive-in to see this movie once or twice, and I saw it in theaters on my birthday for a re-release. So like, it just always has really good memories attached to it. So it's super cool to see that he's getting ready to start. Um, all the all all the or- orchestral tracks for it, uh, and hopefully you know hopefully we'll get a trailer for that soon because. We're, we're kind of dry for movies right now. We just got, we're going to hit a dry spot for TV shows, especially with Disney for a little bit. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to get some, to get a trailer for this. And like Colin said, it'd be awesome to hear that Jurassic Park theme there just to get you, just to get you hype. See if you'll release an EP with a few <laughs> tracks. <laughs> Please, we need this. Um, yeah, so you guys have anything else you kind of want to talk about? just overall with the franchise or any of the any of the films or anything like that i know that this franchise is perfect for what we talked about last week 
mm-hmm. where um, it's not necessarily like the movies we talked about because they are written a lot better and they do have a, a lot more substance. But at the end of the day, you don't need a perfect movie. It's just you go because you're a big kid and you want to see dinosaurs eat people. And I think that that's perfect. Even if it's the worst movie ever and the dialogue is forced and the actors are the worst, you go and you see dinosaurs and you can't be unhappy with that. I think in like any way. So it's perfect for just an amazing movie that you can just have fun at, which is why you go to the movies. I totally agree. I think this does kind of speak to what we were talking about last week, but also this these movies have heart and they have they've got some substance within them and i think that's kind of important to see um i mean also like peyton said at the end of the day you're gonna go go watch monsters or go watch the dinosaurs eat people and if you're not gonna go watch that go watch chris pratt or jeff goldblum like there are gonna be people in there worth watching like you you will find something in there to hold on to so I don't think people should be too worried about thinking that this movie is going to blow or anything of that sort of nature. Like this is, this is something that's going to, I think is going to kind of feel necessary. And like, this is going to be something worth watching, especially if it's going to be a finale. So. Uh, is it closing thoughts? What do we, what is the main vibe here? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, that was everything okay. I wanted to talk about. So it's just kind of whatever. Like, if you had any thoughts about the film franchise at all, just like boom, throw them out. We're, we're just, ready to talk. Man, I just, I just like that. All right. So this new book we're reading in English class, Brave New World, it's about unchecked scientific progress. Man, does that could that describe Jurassic Park too? It's like what uh, you know, if if we can do it, should we do it? Um, so I don't know. I just love the fact that I love seeing what we could envision, you know, happening in the future. Now, I don't know. I'm sure it's not even possible, but I, one of the reasons I love science fiction is, is the idea that it could actually happen. Peyton's sitting there going, not in a hundred years. Could you ever convince me, uh, that this DNA found in this little thing could, could spawn a real dinosaur. But Hey, I still like to believe someday something like this could really happen so you know you talk about for the masses well that, that's me a movie for the masses you know convince the idiots that this could really happen but no i think a lot of people love to uh imagine you know some some future world like that and now obviously we need people to take care of the park a little better than they did in the the franchise but i feel like the security is is an easier fixed than uh you know actually bringing these dinosaurs to life um isn't uh i just wanted to point out too there was a video i saw within the past couple weeks of chris pratt when he's on uh he's working for parks and rec at this time it's like many years ago did you see this matthew it's a yeah okay so he's doing behind the scenes for parks and rec and Mm -hmm. he's just like out his little camcorder and he pretends to get a text message from uh, Steven Spielberg, and he pretends to respond back, "Hey, you know," or like he's ta- talking to the camera, saying Spielberg wants me for Jurassic Park Four. 
Alright, this is way before he ever gets cast for it. He's just joking. And then years, a couple years later, he actually gets cast for Jurassic Park 4. So I thought that was so cool. I had, like, it made me wonder if he was just a big Jurassic Park fan. Like, Jurassic Park 4 was 10 years, took 10 years to make that movie. Or it took 10 years for Spielberg, not Spielberg, who was it? I think it was Spielberg, to actually sign off on the script or whatever. So it might have been one of those films that, you know, people in Hollywood, it's like, okay, is this movie ever going to get made? And Pratt maybe want to be a part of it. But I just thought it was so cool that, I don't know, he's got that joke about being in the movie and then turns out he's the star of the movie. Have you guys seen that? Did he have, didn't that. he have something just like that with Marvel too? Yeah, the guy who's playing uh, Shang Chi, he he tweeted like a long time ago. He was like, "All right, Marvel, when's the when's the first Asian character come?" He's like, "All right, Marvel, hey, cast me as Shang Chi," and then now he is. Yeah, that's that's so cool. That's crazy. Do it. Sounds like I need to get on my Twitter. I'm I'm pretty sure <laughs> pretty sure the video is from like several years before he got cast. Yeah, I mean, he was still. It was in the middle of Parks and Rec. He was still. Yeah, um, he was. It was. It was like years th- before it was even over, too, wasn't this it? This is years before he was even Star Lord. Yeah. Like he was still, you know, yeah. heavy, um, like a little, little chubbier. chubbier <laughs> he wasn't crack. the superhero um, character at that point. He was the comedic, yeah, no. you know, jolly guy. So. Um, Colton, you talked about how oh, this will never happen in a hundred years. I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong. I swear I saw something in the last three weeks about Elon Musk trying to make dinosaurs now. Like, hey, Dude's I got the perfect uh, line for this. Life finds a way. <laughs> no, Life but seriously. My eyes just rolled if, out the door. Hey, if anyone <laughs> could do it, though, it's Elon Musk right now. At, if at anyone point, could do yeah. it, it's him. He's crazy enough because you need someone crazy enough. And the more people that tell him he can't do it, the more he'll try to do it. The more money he'll funnel into it. He's got it lying around. Yeah, I don't know what he's got lying around. Apparently billions, but... Man, yeah. It's probably hot the only thing that could stop him is his attention span, probably. Because <laughs> he's trying to get to Mars. He's trying to build that super high or super train, whatever. Brain chips, apparently, too. Yeah, he's uh, controlling chimps now. Is that right? Giving them banana soup smoothies all right so so peyton would you if uh if elon musk announced he could he could make a little t-rex or whatever you're gonna tell him to do it right like you would support that 100 oh, yeah. percent. i am 100 percent of the mind that science should just like do its thing i'm sick of moral and ethical dilemmas it just <laughs> stuff needs to happen right because I'm very firm in that. Because the, the reason exactly. people die in Jurassic Park is not the dinosaurs. It's the people who were supposed to control the dinosaurs failed. Like, exactly. I don't blame the dinosaurs for eating eating people. Uh, you know, you blame the... You don't blame the dinosaurs for doing what they would Right, we put do. them there. They're going to be dinosaurs. So, you know, the whole disaster movie, it's not because of bringing dinosaurs to life. It's because in the movie they had to make them get loose, and they did that because to ma- they they made security people idiots. They made the designers of the park idiots. Yeah, and people are just selfish. I feel like that would be a, yeah, a big that's problem. Yeah, that's true. Money you know, Elon hungry. Musk. 
we got to keep them in a way that's more on the line of John Hammond of, you know, sparing no expense and making sure they're doing things right and not just being like, oh, we made a dinosaur, right. boom. Somebody who wants it, anybody, no background checks, just take the Yeah, very good point. But, but yes, for sure, make dinosaurs, do whatever you want. If you can, you should. I would never say no to a, a baby Triceratops pet. Not In a million years, years, I would never say no to that. Exactly. Maybe start off with the herbivores, though. Make sure we know that we can keep those under control, right? As we're as we're kind of going, Peyton, you're shaking your head. I'm, I'm gonna. I say you just go for it. To a certain I think degree, that the, yeah. pe the people who made Jurassic Park, they had it coming. The uh, people who went had it coming. I think that if the smart people don't want dinosaurs and don't want the carnivores, just don't be anywhere near them. What are they gonna do? Swim? You can see them all on my Snapchat story. While you're somewhere hiding from them, um, I don't know, doing Fred Flintstone. On the, you're running away from one them. One of them. <laughs> no, I'll be chilling. I'll be vibing. Gotcha. Um, I think that just about wraps it up for me. Any more last last closing thoughts with you guys? Thanks for having yeah, me on. Yeah, no, thank you so much for being here. You have any shoutouts really you want to give? Uh, put me on the spot. Shoutouts? Who am I supposed to shout out? Yeah, also, uh, legally binding, if you shout someone out there, required to listen and tell 10 more people about it. It's just a pyramid scheme. Exactly. I, I didn't follow what you just said. Now I got no shout outs, but this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was awesome talking to you. Appreciate you for being here. Yeah, it was a good that, time. Uh, this year has been treating you well. It has been. And that uh, continues to do And so. you guys are coming up last like couple weeks of college, first year. Yeah, we got a little so under two weeks left, I think. <laughs> I'm, done. I'm like Almost scratching done. at the door, big time. Yeah. All right, so well as always, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you take a listen and keep up to date on everything that we're posting. Uh, like I said last week, we kind of have a different schedule for the summer, so just kind of be keeping a lookout for that on our Instagram, which is at multiverse underscore underscore media. And as always, I have been Matthew. I have been Cameron. And I have been Peyton. Uh, Bill Colton, that's me. Yeah, and we will see you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Uh, Colton, were you just drinking Dasani water? I don't know. Yeah, you got a problem with that? It's good stuff, man. Were you like an Aquafina guy, or are you like a... I, I thought you didn't like it. I thought you didn't no, like no, it. No, 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 no. I've Peyton always been Dasani. Dasani has a slight metallic taste. It's great. That's what gives you the okay. edge. Oh of yeah. Water. We should just get an ice mountain and drop. We did a we did a water taste test. <laughs> we did a water taste test this year, a video for newspaper, and we had Dasani, Aquafina, Fiji, and we had our school water, like from the water fountain. And part of me was thinking, like, I wonder if people will be able to, like, know the Avon water. Dude, it was so obvious. For, just look, the color of it. I can't imagine. The color of it was nasty. The smell of it. The taste of it. That's like, immediately in the video, it was like, oh, Avon. And uh, I, we had him rank them, too, you know, to see if Fiji really was the favorite. It was for a couple kids. But the school water was by far the worst. <laughs> 
only good when it's like really cold and you haven't drank water yeah. all day. Drink Even then, it's still pretty bad. Few hours. It's not great. 